On this episode, we're hoping to normalize going to therapy and the fact that wrestling is not trash. Trigger warnings for this episode are extreme stunts, stage combat, a roller coaster with so many loops that somebody dies, and thumbtacks. Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and with us today is Sam Wright from Sam vs. Sam. How you doing, Sam? It's been a little bit. Yeah, it has been. I think uh, the summer when we recorded that uh, that uh, Black Lives Matter with Godswell. Yeah, yeah, that came out at the end of June, I think, and we did the uh, Metal Gear Solid theme park, or Metal Gear theme park, shortly before that, I think. Yeah, that was like in March, I think, or like, yeah. right, it was right before the current situation we find ourselves embroiled in as a, as a collective unit. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It's, it's, yeah, what a time to be alive. It's a memorable year, at least. <laughs> yeah, like, it's fun, like, I, I, I did, I actually did a video on my, my channel with a friend of mine, his name's Zach, he's, he's a very good friend of mine, but we were kind of talking about, like, what are some regrets that you had about 2020 and what are some to put like a positive spin on it what are some things that you um that you uh like are looking forward to in 2021 mm-hmm. and i the one thing like i was telling him the one thing that i did regret is that i let the situation affect me a lot more than i probably should have and it kind of affected me in a professional setting and it it was it was it was not a great look for me but you know I kind of clawed my way back but the way that I see it is that like the way things happened for me in 2020 uh, you know I'm in a very good place now and I feel great about like my life at the moment and if any of those things happened any differently I don't think that I would be in the same place so I I have a hard time looking at it back at him as regrets so much totally and it's so cool i think that you were able to turn so much of that into content like yeah it's you were productive with that energy you know you could have just been pulling the blinds shut and like just watching tv that whole time or just playing video games or something which is totally reasonable and people did that yeah well uh, because it's like people people find ways to cope with stuff right so it's like there's no wrong way to do a global pandemic you know what i mean unless obviously unless you're like well, for being civilians a, being a danger to being a danger to others and doing the things you're not supposed to do obviously but um yeah but there's a, aside like, as far as like being inside coping and doing what you need to do to get through it there's not really a wrong way to do it i just i found myself um i back in like december of 2019 i ironically downloaded tiktok because like of course and then by the time the pandemic started i was watching like four hours of tiktoks a day because it was the only <laughs> thing that was like bringing me joy yeah <laughs> and then and then i was like i need to do something so i started writing more i started doing youtube and um i uh, i'm in a great place so i feel good that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I've been like following along with you on social media, but we haven't like directly talked in a while, except for just you know little messages here and there. But good to hear things aren't going well. Um, yeah. Considering <laughs> it could be much worse. Yeah. Well, well, well is relative, but I feel like uh, on the pantheon of things, I could be doing way, way worse. So. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Hopefully, this will be a highlight on both of our evenings too, and the <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about WWE, which. Is uh, yeah. one of those wrestling things. Yeah, brother, yeah. <laughs> Getting ready for the SmackDown, brother, yeah. Cream of the crop over here in podcast land, yeah. Wow, that was, that was very <laughs> enjoyable. Man, I need to compare the audio and see which version of your voice I like more because I already like your regular speaking voice, but that was, like, weirdly soothing, too. Was, man, well, was you good. know, it's time to choose the macho man whenever you can. You know, you got to do... Macho man is better in all situations. Yeah, brother. 
Now I just want like Macho Man to do ASMR videos. Um, I, that would have been he would have thrived in this era of like ASMR and YouTube content and just like celebrities being ridiculous. I think mm-hmm. yeah, he was. It's true. He was, he was already ridiculous. That era mm-hmm. of that era of wrestling, like that historically through like a lot of the stories that you hear about wrestling back in the day back in like the glory days as a lot of people call it is like the 80s and stuff it's like it was just like a bunch of like toxic bros high on drugs just doing dumb stuff to each other it sounds like most industries were like that at that point yeah wrestling is one where you can kind of tell (laughs) yeah absolutely because like it also at the time it like lended itself to the the presented production up front so it kind of just like held us up these days these days like a lot of the stories you hear from the backstage like the the it's a lot more cohesive and friendly and open and welcoming mm-hmm. which i which you know i think it's probably a better <laughs> a right better way oh to for do sure <laughs> but yeah i do think there's an interesting like I, I don't know people who know you and know me from social media or whatever might not peg us for wrestling fans you know what i mean like it is kind of a broy yeah. violent over the top uh it can appear to be lowbrow at times even dare i mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. uh but i love it and i think that's i think that's part of the appeal of it sometimes yeah. too is like the lowbrow nature of it because like i i i don't t- and i and i feel like i should like i'm not like ashamed to like wrestling i, I should start start it off with that um i love wrestling because it's it's one of like it's such an iconic form of theater in a way because it's just yeah, like it is it's I, really athletic theater stage yeah drama. exactly and i i started watching it when i was a kid because my dad um at the time when i started watching it he was in the air force and mm. so there would be like sometimes he would have to work like a night and he'd be like overnight and i'd be home by home by myself and i'd just have control of the tv so i'd put on a random channel and wwe raw would be on and i'd watch professional wrestling or smackdown or something and i'd watch wrestling and I never really grew out of it because, you know, as I, as I mentioned, like towards the top is I'm, I like, I love writing. I'm a, I, I try my best to, to write as much as I can. And even after like the magic of wrestling being real kind of faded, I still, cause we talked about this, like in, when our chats before this episode is like, mm-hmm. even though, even though the magic of it being real faded, the magic of it being such a, such a creative presentation of art, um, still stayed with me. Yeah, and in some ways more. Like, you can appreciate Mm -hmm. it once you know that it's an act. It's like, oh, wow. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's like Santa Claus almost. Like, you just appreciate your parents more for having done all this, like, sneaky stuff or whatever. It's like, whoa, Santa's not real. But now Christmas is like, the real magic is all the effort Mm -hmm. and all the intention that Mm -hmm. people I care about actually did, you know. To make make it magical for me, yeah. Right. The ruse is is art. It's It's like a soap opera, um for but like with hitting you know what i mean like more hitting <laughs> and it's it's really and it's hard because like they do a lot of like crazy athletic stuff because even, even though like the fights aren't real necessarily yeah. and the, out, the outcomes are predetermined like they do a they do like all the dives and all of like the athleticism they have to do to do the moves and like a lot of the time like sometimes they get hit with weapons and like some a lot of that stuff actually does hurt you know and yeah they're not like bumping on like cotton in that ring it's like plywood with like a layer of like gym padding over it like that's basically what a wrestling ring is and so you know it's 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 even though it's not necessarily like real combat it's still 
worthy of appreciation for what it is, I think. Totally. That's a really good point. And I think it's almost a when we were kids, it's like you couldn't just flip around channels and stumble upon an Iron Man movie or something. There were we didn't have like this great superhero presence like we have now and it was to me that's like what it was almost. It was like live action superheroes um just fighting and smashing each other. And it was it's a really cool thing. Like I think people turn out for Marvel movies because it is kind of a soap opera with like cool action and cool costumes and cool combat wrestling's been doing it for a long time 100 percent for for years and years and years and years and um it's one of those things i so there's a quote that has always stuck with me when it comes to uh pro wrestling and i um i'm not going to attribute the quote because the guy who said the quote is kind of a not a great dude <laughs> came out wonderful i love that i love stealing from those people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but but the quote still stuck with me because it is true which is a lot of wrestling is awful, but when it's great, it's awesome. Like some of the mm. best stuff you can you can you can write. And it's it's kind of fitting that we're talking about wrestling right now because like we are on the cusp of WrestleMania. Royal Rumble happened in January, we're at the beginning of WrestleMania season. It's like one of the most exciting times of like the wrestling year. <laughs> and so I'm really excited to be talking about wrestling right now. Lots of crazy stuff's happening. I don't know if you've been keeping up with with wrestling like as it's happened like right now, but a lot of crazy stuff just happened in wrestling. I haven't been following WWE much at all uh, since maybe the fall. I we basically switched over fully to AEW. Um, Fair, yeah. <laughs> like because like, Sting's over there. They just signed the big shows over there. So lots of really great stuff happening with like like TNA and or like the, it's not called TNA, Impact Wrestling and like New Japan Pro Wrestling like blending yeah. over in AEW. So it's really exciting. It's really a fun time. Yeah. 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 With with WWE, so Drew McIntyre, who's great, won the WWE Championship from Brock Lesnar last year at WrestleMania. Held it for a while, lost it to Randy Orton, picked it back up, and it was and he's held it for such a long time after that. So almost a full year he's held this title. And at the Elimination Chamber, which is um, like six dudes that are in these pods, they get released one at a time, and they beat each other up in a cage until there's only one man standing. Uh, a fall eliminates somebody from the match. Um, Drew won that match to retain his title. And then The Miz uh, cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase after Bobby Lashley came in and beat up Drew McIntyre after the match, won the title, and then he, def- he was supposed to defend the title on Raw... Uh, as we're talking, Andrew, yesterday, um, mm. runs away at the beginning, gets counted out. So Bobby wins, but Miz retains the title. <laughs> and then he gets thrown back into a, a lumberjack match with Lashley um, uh, so that there's a bunch of dudes around the ring keeping him from running away. And then yeah. Lashley Lashley wins the match. And so now Lashley is the WWE champion. And it's actually like, it's it's super cool because... There's been a lot of because and this kind of ties like way back to the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, conversation we had in a little bit because all the way back so the WWE Championship is this like story championship and so there's been several um, there's been several world titles in different companies and even within WWE that um, have had black or African American champions and. Um, uh, the WWE Championship was one that was so very insular because this is this like 
rich history going back to like Buddy Rogers in the 60s. Like this is like WWE's championship, right? Like no matter what happens, this is the title, this is the lineage that's going to stay in the history of books, even if they retire other championships. So this title is important mm-hmm. um, in wrestling and in WWE. And so there have been a couple Pacific Islanders that have won the title, but for the most part, that title has been dominated by white dudes since this, I think 63 was when Buddy Rogers won it, I think is when it was introduced. And so it's just been white dude, white dude, uh, Yokozuna was in there, white dude, white dude, white dude. And then in 1998, The Rock won it, and The Rock is half black. Um, so he's half Samoan, half black, so he was like Pacific Islander, uh, black, you know, it's this, this great thing. And then 1998 happened, and then The Rock was the only black wrestler that ever won that title up until 2019 when Kofi Kingston won it. So Kofi Kingston won it at WrestleMania, and that was a very exciting thing for a lot of people. And then he lost it, and then it was white dude, white dude, white dude again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bobby Lashley is now the third uh, third black wrestler who has won that WWE title. And the the gap between Kofi Kingston and Bobby Lashley is obviously like way shorter <laughs> than yeah, between yeah. The Rock and, and Kofi Kingston. Less than two and, years. That's pretty yeah. cool. And so it's just, like, really exciting to, like, see that this is, like... And I think, like, for the most part, basically all except for two, I think, of WWE's champions are people of color, which is awesome. Like, it's it's so cool to see that. And it's just, like, mm. you would... That even, even, like, even like five, five, ten years ago, you would have never, like, seen that happen in WWE. So it's, like, it's really kind of exciting to, to, to like, see that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing better representation and more diversity and people like your role models being cool is always yeah. a, a good thing to see. Especially, I don't know, there's kind of a stigma of wrestling of being kind of a white trash type thing, or at least there was when I was growing up because I was kind of in a rural area. And it's like, I still kind of see that. Or people, when I tell them I'm into wrestling, they're like, well, that's like, <laughs> you don't seem like that kind of like, well, yeah, but there's actually a lot of athleticism into it there's way more story than what happens in sports like i'm much more interested in wrestling than in any other sport um because there's so much more to it the athleticism is more unique there's a lot more creativity or not just running plays but like you're doing moves and you have to think on your feet and even if it's scripted that's like a it's like a olympic level like gymnastics routine with two people like it's really amazing stuff well even like even like if they're not running plays, so and if you watch really carefully, you can see this happen. Um, watch like most of John Cena's matches, <laughs> but you'll and you'll see it like a lot more obviously. But they have this they have these this thing in wrestling called calling spots. Um, so basically, these these guys go out there with they know who's gonna win and they know what like the finish of the match is gonna be. Um, and some of them talk to each other beforehand to kind of like work out what the main points of the match is going to be. But a lot of the time, most of the guys are out there um, act legit, like doing it as they go along, calling spots, talking talking to each other and talking to the referee so the referee can convey things in a convincing way so that they're not like, they're not, it's not so obvious that they're talking to each other and, and calling these spots. And it's like, okay, we're going to do a, 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 clothesline into and you do a kip up and you get up and then i'm gonna irish whip you into the ropes and it's just it's just even if you youtube like wwe spot calling or wrestling spot calling to get some like examples of it like these these guys are doing this on the fly so not only does it take 
a lot of athleticism. It takes a lot of organization, mental acuity to like know what you're doing next. And, and then there's like the whole, there's like the whole thing of like protecting your opponent so that you're not, both of you aren't getting hurt. And it's just, there's so much going on that it's just fascinating to watch it all come together, especially these like 30 minute, like classic wrestling matches. Like it's just, it's, it's Mm -hmm. insane. It absolutely is insane. And the time frames can go even longer than that. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's so much of it that's you're you're an actor and a stunt person at the same time. Like you have to be expressive with your face that you're mad at that guy, mm-hmm. while making sure he doesn't hit his head on that thing that you're making it look like he's hitting his head on. Like there's so much to it. It's such an amazing. Like it has to be such a draining thing to do. Like it's such a strong performance. Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating craft. Yeah. And there, there's so much psychology involved. It's just like, I read this, there's a guy, his, he's a wrestler, like a really, like a legend in the business, this guy named Lance Storm. And he's just like really great technical wrestler, but he, he runs a wrestling school um, and he teaches a lot of, a lot of guys that have come out of his school and gone to do really great things in the business, whether it's WWE or elsewhere. Um, but he, I read like, he's like critiquing matches like if you send him matches he'll like critique your match if you're an up and coming wrestler and i read this like god it was probably like three four page like thing that he sent this dude this wrestler about like about like all of the things that he could be doing it's just like you want to like make sure the face who is the good guy is like getting shine and so you're not stopping his comeback if you're the heel which is the bad guy and it's just it's just i uh, there's so much that goes on. It's just insane. And the older I get, the more I appreciate it. So I, you know, it's just cool. Yeah. There's, and there's so much to it too. Just like going through YouTube and figuring out like, just watching best of different categories is fascinating and different mm-hmm. promotions and kind of the different flavors that happen in different countries, different promotions. And yeah. it's a very rich world. Yeah, it's, cause it's tons of fun. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other thing, too, is that, like, each, like, we're talking about WWE today, but, like, there are other companies and, like, different countries have different styles of their presentation, and and it's just, like, there's so much to dive into, even be, way beyond WWE, there's so much, there's so much else out there, like, it's, 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 it's a, it's a deep vein if you, if you want to tap into it. So. Absolutely. But yeah, WWE has a huge, rich history. I'd say it's probably the preeminent North American pro wrestling thing at the modern modern era. Or all time, maybe. It is the biggest wrestling company that's that's out there. There's a lot of... Uh, AEW, again, is like is great. Um, it's a great alternative. Uh, New Japan pro wrestling is, is also like really awesome. Um, but it, it's hard, like... Like it's hard to say that WWE doesn't have like most of the the audience because and and because like <laughs> Vince McMahon, let me start there. Vince McMahon isn't a great dude, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the first things he did when his dad gave him control of the company was he broke a promise to his dad about like keeping the territories intact because back like back way back in the day like wrestling used to be divided into territories it was like all region based at least in america in north america and so basically vince mcmahon was just like okay dad i won't do that and then immediately did that and so he like bought up territories and just like cannibalized like cannibalized the regions and just became the biggest thing 
And then after WCW kind of tanked and he bought WCW, he basically ran unopposed um, with WWE for many, many years. And then TNA tried for a little bit, but they kind of like fell off and they're still around as Impact Wrestling, but they're they're not anywhere close to as big as big as WWE. Right. And AEW is the first like serious competition that's had in America since WCW, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a lot of the reason why WWE is the most popular is because there just hasn't been an alternative since WCW folded. And so people connect WWE with wrestling. And so it's hard to pull them away from what they know, especially if the presentation is slightly different. Right. And so much of the history, even a lot of the history of AEW is from WWE. It's Mm -hmm. like people just kind of jump ship over time. But Mm -hmm. WWE was wrestling for so long that it's never going to, even if, AEW completely takes over and WWE goes away, it will never be gone. Like, it's always right. going to be a huge, you know, historical significance. But it's also probably going to continue as a promotion forever as well. Like Right, yeah. I even... I'm convinced that Vince McMahon's never going to die at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's just I don't gonna, think he's human. It's amazing what he's I, done. It's insane. I And it's... Uh, the way... Like, he's so... I don't even know how old he is now. He's like... Oh, he's way over 70, I'm pretty sure. But, like, he's just... He, he just goes and he goes and I don't think he sleeps. I don't think he's he just like, he, I think he is a robot. I think you're right. I think it's a good assessment. <laughs> and Shane McMahon's pretty insane too. Like I, Shane, man, he, he does, he's, cr- he, his stunts are just so huge. Dude, it's not, he, he, I, he comes back every time he comes back to wrestle a feud. He always does something that like, oh, he wants to die. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> he does, he like crosses himself before like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to die right now. I'm going to get myself right with God just in case this is the last moment for me. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, I don't know. The McMahons must be some kind of alien or gods or something. But anyway, I'm glad that they exist. Even if they're not great people, they do great work. <laughs> yeah, say. yeah. And they empower a lot of other people and make a lot of careers. Mm-hmm. Um, even like as a counterexample or people who rebel against them have their careers made by them still like they're still impactful very it's pretty crazy yeah Yeah. (laughs) so (laughs) turning wwe into a theme park is a wild idea i must say (laughs) yeah it's uh it is a very wild idea i um uh, but like in like it's okay (laughs) where do i start here because yeah it's a it's a wild idea but again is it like is it (laughs) <laughs> it is a carnival of a sport. Like I, I get that. I see the connection. It kind of smells the same. Yeah. But, but, but. <laughs> what do but, we do? What do we do? <laughs> All right. Can I tell you? Um, I had two things that immediately came to mind when I said, "Okay, we're turning WWE into a theme park." Cool. And number one, have you ever heard of a video game called WWE Crush Hour? No. <laughs> crush hour is, so, it, is this a mobile game <laughs> no it was so it was back in like the ps1 days so you know twisted metal yeah it was basically twisted metal but with a wwe skin and also terrible um but it's vehicle based yeah vehicle based combat okay. each of the vehicles is themed after a wrestler of some kind that sounds awesome i love the name yeah and i feel like there should be like a bumper car ride themed after crush hour so you get to like drive around in a car themed after your favorite wow. wrestler. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, because the personalities, the characters, mm-hmm. 
um, are such a huge draw. It's just like the superheroes in a superhero yeah. movie. It's like that's the name of the genre is that the character. You know, it's like that's what people are there for. Like. I tune into AEW to see Jurassic Express. Like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and then I just, so I end up finding other people I'm really into too. But it's like, the characters are what draw people in. So giving them the chance to to represent their favorite wrestler, even if it's in a bumper car, um, I think that's cool. Or it could be like an adult bumper car. Like, maybe yeah. there's, you can have like a tennis ball launcher or like... Yeah, something, or, and then, like, know. maybe yeah. you have, like, points on the car that, like, if you hit it with the tennis ball, like, disab- it, like, disables yeah. your car for a little bit. That sounds awesome. And then I had, like, this thought in my head, like, okay, there's a pit crew, but your pit crew is the wrestler for the car that you selected. Wow. So, like, you've got, like, John Cena in here telling you to watch out because, uh, because, like, uh, I don't know, Randy Orton's behind you, <laughs> ready to, ready to hit you with a, with a RKO or whatever. It's, That's amazing. That's really fun. I that that's that'll draw people in. Like yeah. that's a really cool experience. And I just yeah, I like when it's kind of a kinetic activity like mm-hmm. bumper cars. It it can't be just like sit on a ride and ride around. Like yeah. a roller coaster doesn't really fit super well. I don't know. We could do I was thinking about doing different roller coasters based on specific moves or like oh. an Irish whip ride would make sense. Okay. Like stuff like that where it's kind of it mimics some of the motion that goes into that specific technique. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them have cool names that like sound like cool roller coasters anyway, but that could be a whole, you know, that's kind of our roller coasters in general. Yeah. Or like a, or like a drop tower that seemed after like a power bomb. Heck yeah. Of course. Like, what, like a move that brings you down from like a vertical upwards position. Yeah. Cool. Or like it could be a superplex kind of thing. And then yeah. like, yeah, it's like a drop tower, and then it lands, and then it falls again because the like the whole stage broke. <laughs> I love when that happens. Like I feel like that's ha- I've seen footage of like three or four times of that happening. Someone superplexing someone, yeah. And just the whole the ring, ring collapses. It's usually oh. like it's usually like when a huge like one of the big like guys like Braun Strowman yeah. or Big Show superplexes another huge guy. I think one of the first times I remember it happening was when like Brock Lesnar suplexed the Big Show like years and years ago. I mm-hmm. think. Um, and then it happened more recently with Braun Strowman and I think Big Show. Big Show is usually surrounded, like usually part of the ring collapsing most times. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. That is his thing. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing that I had was so, so. Uh, one of the things that they have in WWE is like their de- 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 developmental classes, um, and they mm-hmm. have the they have the performance center, um, which helps people like develop their skills in the ring and on the microphone. And so I thought like maybe have like the theme park performance center where you could go in like regular Joe and learn how to like talk on the mic and like wow. maybe you could like create a costume and do an entrance and like maybe you can I like bu- that a lot. Yeah. Maybe they can show you how to bump in the ring a little bit. And... I was so excited about the idea of NXT when it was first coming out. Just like, cause there's so much of the creativity that you never see because you only see the final performance. You don't see the dress rehearsal and like them coming up with a script and coming up with the costumes. But that stuff I'm really fascinated by the like behind the scenes type of stuff when that person just comes in as a normal human and then they leave the process, this larger than life character, that character was invented at some point. Like I think that's such a cool part of the craft and and yeah, having like a workshop or like some kind of uh, experience where you can kind of learn about that process 
is really cool. And it appeals to the people who aren't just the, you know, meatheads or superhero fans. It's like, it's the, the creatives. That's, the, as again, we talked about this before, but it, it, it is in its own way performing arts. It's theater, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, yeah. like that, that appeal. I, I feel like the act of cutting a promo has been a thing since Shakespeare. Like Shakespeare, mm. Shakespeare invented cutting promos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. It's like, so it's like it's, it, it appeals. It should appeal to everybody who is even remotely interested in the idea of like theater in a way. So yeah. I, I think having like a thing where you can like become a character and practice that that theater and, and what have you is, right. is a good idea. Even if you just like cool one-liners from like '80s movies, like yeah, it's, it's, it it appeals to a lot of different people. So yeah, but I think that's a, a really cool idea and some kind of workshop type thing about actually doing some moves. I think would be a ton of fun too. Like, I feel like a lot of people went through uh, some injuries of like backyard wrestling as like a teenager, where it's like if they had you know learned how to do that safely first, that probably would have been better. Probably uh, could prevent some injuries. Um, but it's also, it's fun. It's good exercise, you know, as long as you're doing it safely and with adult supervision, then it's a cool sport. And obviously like, they're not going to like hit you with a hurricane run or teach you how to do like a, like a Canadian destroyer or anything like that. But like right. learning how to like, learn how to like do a, like a, like a back bump and like run the ropes and like a, a, how to do a whip. Like, I think that could be really cool. Couple of like, like uh, submission holds, things like that. There's, there's like a whole, uh, you know. I'm sure there's YouTube compilations of this, but like of people doing what they call a choke slam, which is really just I'm throwing you off this tall thing. Um, but I think that would be a really fun like experience, like whether it's just <laughs> like, like get a choke slam into like a foam pit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. foam pit, and you just have like different heights. You can have people throw yeah. like choke slam like you power off power bombs or like suplex. Yeah, and yeah. That'd I think that'd be, be really fun. Yeah, it's like, a, like, like a, a trained professional at the top of the water slide, basically You're just gonna <laughs> choke slam you down. <laughs> Sounds fun. like a like a like a sky zone for violence, <laughs> which I say that as if sky zone isn't already for violence. But wait, I, sky zone know. is this theme park already? I think yeah. they probably patented this idea. We're gonna probably. get taken down. No, no, no. <laughs> we're we're just gonna we're gonna use Vince McMahon's money and buy sky zone. That's true. <laughs> so. Yes, that's gonna be the developmental league. You see some like super hyped up kid running around on the trampolines. It's sky zone. Drop like... kicking everybody. <laughs> we gotta sign that kid. <laughs> I like his look. I like his, I like oh, your I like your look, pal. <laughs> ah. Amazing. All you favor, pal. Let's go. Come wrestle for me, Vince McMahon. Rawr. That's a really <laughs> Is that terrible. What he sounds like? No. No, sounds not like even. Like a Hanna-Barbera character or something. I, I mean, he almost Wait. like He almost is in a way. I was I accidentally referenced that, but there have been several Hanna Barbera crossovers with WWE. Yeah, yeah, Scooby Doo, especially. And, yeah. uh, Flintstones, mm-hmm. like what? I don't. I haven't seen any of those, but I've heard people either. who like cartoons like them. I there. So. I I mean, yeah. I I see it. I I I see it. I understand it. It makes sense. But wow. yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah. I he's he's like snidely whiplash if he was a person. Like it's just yeah. Vince McMahon's a character. I. It's I want to tell too where the the actual human stops and the character begins because he does wrestle and like he is out on the ring being larger than life, but mm-hmm. also you hear behind the scenes things of him being that same character and it's like this which larger one is... than life, crazy like eccentric dude, yeah, yeah. Like I kind of picture it like uh, in Batman the animated series where it's like 
you know, Batman, that person is actually Batman and Bruce Wayne is the disguise kind of thing. Like, mm. I don't know, where's the real yeah, where Vince does, McMahon? Does he exist? Does, I don't know. Yeah, where does, where does like, where does, like, Mr. McMahon and, and Vince McMahon begin kind of like yeah. a duality? I don't know. Maybe he's like a, maybe he's like a Two-Face, speaking of Batman. <laughs> it's just like, he is both at once, but, like, one's more dominant and the other one at varying points of time. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm curious to his like psychological profile too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not really theme park related, but <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. Well, maybe that would that could be a ride. Like you just ride through all of his like childhood trauma that made him this way. <laughs> he just, right, like, the roller coaster of whoa. his his life and decisions. But yeah, he is also kind of an overarching figure. Like you know, on the movie poster, he would be one of the really big faces because oh, yeah. he's like such an imposing figure. He's like. Yeah, a villain, but also he's the one who brings you in. It's it's like Darth Vader, I guess. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm your dad, but I'm also the bad guy. Like, isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, look at the emotional confliction that we have here. Yeah, built-in drama. <laughs> I, oh, and Shane McMahon's actually his son. Oh, yeah, my God, wow. Yeah. It writes itself. Yeah. Or it actually already happened, so. <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all just in the basket. Just shake it up and. Shoot it directly into your veins, like Mr. McMahon probably does. <laughs> <laughs> I because that that character so so Vince even when he like owned the company, Vince was um, uh, an announcer for such a long time, and then you've pro- you've probably heard of the Montreal Screw Job, yeah, which was this, I don't know if our audience all have yeah, which is it was this huge thing. In oh god, it was in '97, I think. When um, it was in Montreal, yeah, it was in Montreal, um, <laughs> as, as, as evidenced by the <laughs> as evidenced by the name. <laughs> it was in Montreal, and it was a championship match for the WWE title between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. And Bret Hart, um, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels hated each other back then, um, and Bret was like, he was leaving, he was going to go to WCW. And he had the title, and so the agreement beforehand. This is just a very, it's a very basic retelling of the story. But the agreement beforehand was that Brett would drop the title fair and square, but he didn't want to lose in Canada, and he especially didn't want to lose to Shawn Michaels. And so what happened was in Montreal, uh, Shawn like pinned Brett, and then the ref, real fast count, and Brett lost the title, and Brett didn't know about this, and so. For years and years, Sean claimed that he also had no idea about it. And, like, everybody was upset. People were mad. And then Brett and Vince didn't speak. And Brett was not part of WWE for years and years and years. Um, And so that was kind of where Vince McMahon became Mr. McMahon as a character on screen. Because he, like, came on camera and did that Brett screwed Brett, like, promo. And that was when, like, Mr. McMahon started. And that was around the time when the Attitude Era is what they call it that kind of started that was where like stone cold and the rock and like triple h and all these mankind and all these people that came up Mm -hmm. and i almost wonder if we shouldn't like divide the park into eras i like that a lot so like you have the attitude era part of the park and then you have like the ruthless aggression part of the park which is where like john cena and randy orton came up and then you have like the, the reality era which is like right now and and like like all of those eras kind of divided around and then you can kind of like make themed rides based on each like time period. I think that's really cool because the sport has evolved a ton. Like I think now is a really good time period because everyone in wrestling grew up watching wrestling and like learned from the greats and just like anything, I guess like the techniques 
evolve and like you know rappers now rap a lot faster or in a lot more interesting styles than they did in the early days because they were kind of pioneering things whereas in wrestling it's kind of the same thing like the best match from the early days is pretty much as good as like an average match nowadays like just the art form has been elevated due to progress and people learning from each other and everything so separating them i think is really fair so that people can still have you know their their childhood heroes from the 80s or whatever mm-hmm. can still shine instead and not have to be compared with the new guys right because it's a different game you know it's a different thing now yeah I, mean, I think like because like because that's the thing it's like so you have like the big the big like eras you have like the attitude era is the one that like everybody really knows because like it was like one of it was maybe one of the most popular times to watch wrestling was that but then the era that was like right before it, like the rock and wrestling era, which was, um, which was like the Hulk Hogan and 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 Andre the Giant and Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, and, <laughs> and Ultimate Warrior and all those guys. Like that was like that was like a big, big era there. Um, and like the even even like you could even probably do something with like the original era. They don't really have a name for it, but like when they were like sell when like the sixties with Buddy Rogers and. And Bruno San Martino and like the Madison Square Garden stuff that they were doing back in the early days. Like, there's a lot of history to kind of go through, and I almost wonder. I almost wonder if there shouldn't be like a big central point of the park where it's just like maybe it's like in a circle, and then like the middle central point is like a wrestling museum almost. Cool. We could like go through that makes and a lot see of sense. like yeah, see like outfits and like like clips and stuff from like famous points of history and like just see all of the stuff that has happened in wrestling history and that might be it's probably the most exciting museum especially for like you know little boys where at every other museum they're just running around like kicking the signs over it's like (laughs) everything you look at is someone kicking something over like it's yeah this is (laughs) what you're feeling right now is in each exhibit just look at the exhibit um but yeah we'd have probably some pretty cool playgrounds too by the way but i just mean like it's a very unusual thing to have on display because even like a museum of like military history Hmm. it can be pretty boring like it's still relatively dry but like this is a lot of human performance and a lot of characters and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more in each of those artifacts i think it's a lot more colorful very nuanced yeah colorful at the very least yeah yeah absolutely there's so many stories within it so there's the fiction there's the reality there's the overarching like how things have evolved from there and the references to other wrestlers and it's a it's a really cool lineage so yeah i'm super there for the museum i think that sounds amazing yeah as someone who spent a lot of his childhood going to the um the air force museum in ohio you are correct it's cool (laughs) but it's a little dry after the umpteenth time you've been (laughs) yeah and i remember kind of liking it when i was a kid because i'm from that area too so we take school trips to i'm assuming you're talking about dayton yeah 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 with like the the hangers and all that stuff yeah yeah it's huge but then i've also gone there um working at the ymca over the last like couple summers and it's like just seeing seeing i don't know it's not nearly as cool to kids today because they just have cooler things competing with it. You know, like they, their entertainment on the bus was way cooler than this place, whereas my entertainment on the bus was a book. And I mean, yeah, books are great and everything, but things have changed. Um, so I do think it would be a pretty exciting thing for a subset of people who usually is not super into museums. Yeah, like it's just a, it's very like, int- like the whole thing is just like weirdly interesting in like a, in crazy different ways. If you smell what the rock is cooking. 
I did like the idea of like making like the moves, the rides too. Yeah. There's so many that we could talk about. Like that could be a whole thing, just like listing them out. And hey, maybe we could do that on social media or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that is a super fun thing. Like Shooting Star Press, like a lot of them just seem like they're just like the name translates to a ride and mm-hmm. you can see the basic like motion of how the things yeah. are gonna work. Yeah. Because like if you think about like a shooting star press, like that's a that's a roller coaster with like a bunch of loops in it. Like just Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like how many loops can you put into a roller coaster before you kill somebody? Like let's <laughs> let's go like one step before that and then push that out there. That's really good. <laughs> or like maybe even like um Rides based on like match types. Like, could we have Ooh. a could we have like a on a cell ride or like like a street fight, like a backlot brawl ride or something like that? Like, I don't yeah, know. that's a cool idea. Even the lumberjack match, which is a goofy name, but like, it could be like some kind of uh, almost like volleyball type thing. Like you're getting like pushed <laughs> from one side to the other side. Maybe not by human hands, but like that's the 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 motion is like you're being kept in this area, even though like mm-hmm. you get like thrown off or something. Yeah, a lot of it is, it's a little of a bit of a jump because no one's actually like holding you and shoving you like they would in the actual, in the ring, but trying to simulate those movements or be inspired by those movements. I think, I think the coaster designers would have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I think so too. I am a real American, fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American, fight for A lot of theme parks have like arcades, right? Like there could yeah. be like a spot for like arcades where you can go in and play all the WWE games, like the old No Mercy game, and like you could play Crush Hour. Like you could ride and you could do the <laughs> Crush Hour ride, and then go play Crush Hour and understand that you had a you had a much better experience actually doing the ride than you did playing the game. I I have a lot of I have a lot of, I think I have a lot of like pent up angst about Crush Hour um, <laughs> that sorry. I that I haven't dealt with. Maybe I should talk about that in therapy. I don't know. <laughs> You bring the PS One game in. Yeah, yeah. it's like tell me, tell me, tell me how Crush Hour hurt you as a child. I was the one being crushed. I was the one being crushed <laughs> in that hour. It was one of my darkest hours. <laughs> oh, I just wanted it to be so good, and it wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and then the game that everybody loves is called No Mercy, right? It's not a very, it's not a very healthy name either. No, it's back in the N sixty four days. Because it was mm-hmm. based, the name was pulled from a pay-per-view, No Mercy pay-per-view. Right. And, uh, and, yeah, No Mercy seemed to be the best one, so then whichever one of my friends we played that with, he had WrestleMania 2000, and that one wasn't quite as good, so he gave it to me. And I was like, so I, the one I grew up with one was, was WrestleMania mm-hmm. 2000, because I got it for free <laughs> from a friend who just got No Mercy. Um, both really good games, fun yeah. stuff. No Mercy is classic. It's very, it's kind of hard to, it's old. It was, a yeah. lot of a lot of N sixty four games did not age well. Right. Um, so AEW is making three video games, and one mm-hmm. of them is going to be essentially No Mercy. Like they got the mm-hmm. development team who made that to come back, and I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a good idea. Like people are excited about it online, <laughs> but I'm like, when was the last time you played that game? Because it yeah. does not really hold up. I'd like to think that that like it's going to have like the spirit of No Mercy. But, I hope like, that's what be, they mean. Be good. Because, <laughs> uh, like, again, it was good then, but it's not good now. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like playing Tony Hawk or something now. It's, like, mm. it's nostalgic, but I, compared to something like Skate, which is, like, a modern game, though it's, like, 
15 years old now or whatever it's like it's it's a an older fashioned thing kind of like a classic wrestler versus a modern wrestler it's like they both have the same profession like if you squint your eyes they kind of look the same but like if you actually see what they're doing it's it's evolved a ton um so yeah it's an interesting thing anyway uh yeah i like the video game connection is a big a big thing and i think we could come up with other i don't know vr type experiences because I like the idea of just experiencing what it would be like to actually go through one of these techniques. And I, it's probably pretty dangerous to actually do that. <laughs> but I wonder if you could do some kind of thing where you're like in a harness and you have a VR headset on. And it's like, okay, you're going to get thrown off this thing. Or, you know, um, yeah. Like they have like those bungee, like the, those slingshot rides at these parks yeah. you see all the time where they like pull you in the dome and like fling you up in the air. Right. Like, I I wonder if, like, you could do something like that where, because, like, even, like, it would have the same excitement as a slingshot ride without, like, wah, like launching you, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why I haven't done that. <laughs> right. It could be a smaller scale version. Yeah. I, think I, could I have cool. done those things. And the tip, at least at Kings Island, is first thing in the morning when they open. Yeah. Or probably not in the morning. The ticket prices are much lower versus like at peak times, the, it's like three times as much money as it was when you first got there. But it's worth doing, I think. If you're into thrills, I the slingshot's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. My my The place, the ride that I always went to first in uh, at Kings Island was, um, I think it, I can never remember what it's called, but it's the one that's like, you're, it plays song two by Blur and you're in like the pendulum that starts spinning and then swinging back and forth. Yeah, Delirium. Delirium, yes. Mm-hmm. Delirium and Invertigo are my two my two first, like, I start off with those two rides every time. Those are both awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, man. Theme parks are fun. We should uh, yeah. we should keep talking about them. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> hey, so this is, this is like, this is like talking about, like, a fun center on the way to uh, amusement parks. Mm. Have you, obviously pre-pandemic, but have you, like, when was the last time you were in a Dave & Buster's? Or like a... uh, more recently than you would think. Okay. Uh, I went to an arcade slash laser tag place in early 2020. Okay. Yeah. So, so Dave and Buster specifically, they have those like giant rock'em sock'em robot machines. I have not seen this. Oh man. They're like, like the robots are like human size and then you what? like control them from like the base. And I almost think that that would be a really cool, like, like thing, Mechanism. To put in the like a giant yeah. mechanical, like. Like, it's almost like a mecca. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm inside this giant big show. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's specific like, rim. But, yeah, it's uh, like it's like Undertaker versus uh, versus Bray Wyatt, and you get to like control them and like punch oh, each man. other. Like, yeah. wow, talk about two wrestlers with like that deserve their own land. Yeah, like, those two have such a, a, a canon behind them. I mean, Undertaker's got a lot more years, obviously. Yeah. Of, of lore, but there are so many great like pictures of Undertaker like shooting lightning out of his hands and <laughs> people being thrown into coffins. There's all kinds of like fun, crazy stuff um, that would be fun to replicate or pay homage to. Like I almost feel like each section, like as we're kind of focusing on the rides being like themed after matches and themed after like moves and stuff like that, which I think should be the bulk of what the rides mm-hmm. are. But I feel like each era, like section, since we've cordoned off this part, should have one ride that's focused on like the superstar or like the wrestlers that like made that era. So like yeah. having like a having like a like a John Cena ride for Ruthless Aggression, or having like a like a Rock or like a Stone Cold ride for the Attitude Era, and like kind of giving each section like its like flavor like that. 
kind of like that's a bi- so like a, cool like a binding point for each era yeah that's really neat i like that and you could even like do some kind of experience that kind of recreates or simulates like the highlights of a really famous match like yeah uh you know when a certain move is done like you move in a certain way and it's almost like it could be a 40 theater kind of thing yeah with just like the seats rumble a lot when something crazy happens or like everyone gets tilted to the side when this wrestler gets flipped over like yeah it could be kind of a fun thing you're like watching the match but like it's happening in real time while you're doing it yeah 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 that'd be really cool it'd be like 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 the 40 theater idea because there are so many iconic matches that like you could do that with like uh, like Rock Hogan, like John Cena, CM Punk at like Money in the Bank, like like there's like uh, uh, I would be in for a, a ride surrounding uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania three. Like cool. that's that's one of those older matches that still like holds up. Like yeah yeah. So I would want to do like some tables, ladders, and chairs match yeah. kind of thing. Like the just. Tons of like high flying stuff and crashing through a bunch of things. And... Yeah, like that first one. It was like there was like a yeah. It was a uh, Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys in that like ladder like TLC match. And I would love, yeah. I would love to have a ride base on that too. Yeah, because that is a very high flying like huge impact. Just what a crazy era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then there's also things I, I don't know the the 4D experience like. You could shoot mist on people for like spit or sweat or whatever. You can you can shoot thumbtacks into their back for when they get slammed onto the thumbtacks on the mat. There's yeah. all kinds of fun stuff you can do. Look in the seats, yeah. That'd be that'd be something. <laughs> that'd be cool. Maybe not. Maybe, let's maybe not stab them with actual thumbtacks. No, I was I was like... joking. Those things are disgusting. But um, like, but like, I could see like having like a tactile seat that like like pushes against your back, like an HD rumble kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, throw a bunch of PS5 controllers in there and just... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's a good cost savings, too. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. It's a joke. Uh, let's, go find those, let's go find those scalpers and buy a PS, PS5 controller for $5,000 and mm-hmm. chuck them in there, yeah. Yep, and take do that part and yep. every seat, yeah. Every single seat. <laughs> Easy. Done. We'll run this, run this budget by Mr. McMahon. <laughs> See how that goes. I don't care, pal. <laughs> if a prince money ship it awesome. my, my bad that's like man impression again <laughs> I like this character that you're working on yeah I, I don't fun. know I don't know what it is but I'm gonna hang on to it I think yeah oh the uh, character oh yeah course, the character I'm just, yeah, I don't know I don't it's know. a good thing to keep he's workshopping not, he's not really Vince McMahon but I'm gonna keep trying it you know so. <laughs> Now you know me. I mean, this this was uh this was a thing that I brought up when we did the Metal Gear theme park too. Mm. I'm thinking about food, almost yeah. always, and so <laughs> we gotta we gotta make sure craft services is like up to snuff here. Mm-hmm. And we gotta we gotta, and I don't know about like a lot of the rest of the food, but like we gotta have ice cream bars, WWE ice okay. cream bars. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. No. So back in the 80s, they had, Good Humor, had these ice cream bars. 
that had pictures of wrestlers printed on them. And they were like, they were like cookies. They're like, like a, a cookie surrounding a cookie shell surrounding ice cream. And, um, people forgot about them. And then back in like 2011, when CM Punk was doing his like summer of punk, like, like mic drop, like pipe bomb stuff, he like demanded WWE, his own ice cream bar, uh, as like, (laughs) as like, as like something he wanted to like resign his contract. And then they had like, they're not the same, but they did ice cream bars, uh, last year with like Becky Lynch and John Cena on them and stuff like that. And so we definitely should have like cookie ice cream bars with wrestlers on them for people for sure. That's like, so fun. <laughs> Aww, that's really cool. That was good stuff. I do love it when the wrestlers are huge fans of wrestling. Like I think that's such a cool yeah, thing. It's it's so it's so much fun. And then maybe we have like different like types of like restaurants like we have like what the rock is cooking. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. Yeah, and then, like, he's, like, a, there's, like, pie in there and, like, I don't know, like, whatever whatever the rock's cooking, some soup. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a soup restaurant. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to the rock anyway? He was such a big, like, wrestler back in the day, but I just haven't heard of him in the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I know. He just kind of disappeared <laughs> and from pop culture and never ne- was never heard from again. You hate to see that happen. He was so... I, so much potential. Yeah, talented also, young so much kid. Potential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like sending gifs of The Rock. Like, there's just so many good. Like, he has like a turtleneck and chain mm-hmm. like moment that and I the, really the, love. The, the fanny pack too. Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget the fanny pack in that one. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, a lot of looks. He's something else. You could you, you could almost like you could almost just make a, a The Rock theme park if you wanted to. <laughs> I yeah, I'm picturing. A coaster that is his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. You just um, follow. It, you just follow the path down. And he's, he's, he's like flexing them. <laughs> like we're we're, out, we're we're on camera right now, so you can't. But and you can't see. But like I'm doing a really bad eyebrow moment right now. Anyway, I, it's something. <laughs> it was an eyebrow moment. I'll it give you that. Sure was. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, I can do it. I don't know. It's genetic. I think. Mm, it must be. I can kind of like. I, no, I, no, I can't. I shouldn't say I can't, I, I can't, I can't do it at all. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah, next item uh, on the list. I don't have any good jokes for food, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of them out there, I'm sure. Stone Cold Creamery. Yeah, um, yeah we have stone, the, stone, the Stone Cold Steve Creamery where they sell the ice cream bars and other uh, cool treats. Um, um, Undertaker pasta maker Ooh, um, i don't know these okay. are just things i'm the the they have they have a like a like a place where you can get like pancakes and breakfast that's themed after the new day oh that's really yeah. cute oh that's great what a cool name i was trying to incorporate them that like that name that motif into something but but breakfast food is so good yeah. well because like because like you like they they had their cereal and then mm-hmm. they like would throw pancakes out of the audience too. It's just like they seem to be a big fan it of really breakfast. Fits. Breakfast cereal, so why not? Maybe they're named after like a breakfast place. Like I could see that oh. happening. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, the new day. Huh. Yeah. I think we could just like pick like a bunch of like random wrestlers and just pick a pick a dish and go from there. I like it. Uh let's see. Well the <laughs> You could do oh Seth, boy. you could do Seth Rollins burn it down barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
yeah so we gotta we gotta carve out a really good spot for the for the food there because like um uh in spanish cena is dinner so there could be like a john cena's it's like spanish food or something i don't know what his ancestry is he one of his real name is uh his one of his middle names is felix hmm john i think it's john john felix anthony cena jr is his real name good to know he did he did play a character in a mask called juan cena one time huh yeah so that was fun (laughs) well there's more of a connection than i thought i was just going off the name so yeah listen there's heritage there we can we can make that work is that that appropriation i don't know we'll (laughs) we'll have to get him to sign off on it yeah 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 we'll we'll need to to look into that Mm -hmm. just cover our backs (laughs) good point hmm We've got lawyers. Vince, we yeah, 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 yeah. Vince's team. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, we'll, be, yeah we'll be fine. There, yeah. There's never been any cultural appropriation in WWE. No, history. never. <laughs> Not once. And then I almost wonder if there there could be like there could be like rides where you like go through the evolution of a character over their career too. Mm, I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Because like these like Undertaker, Triple H, like like John Cena, all of these people have like gone through so many evolutions of their character. Undertaker's been like seven or eight different characters across his career. Yeah, Triple sure. H has gone through so many different eras. Like I wonder... even Sting, he hasn't changed yeah. a ton, but like seeing how he started is so funny compared to like where he is now. The blonde hair and the colorful face paint. Yeah. And then he was in WCW like He's always liked face paint. Yeah, he's always been a face paint guy. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing about him. Like there's so many like there's so many like Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Even even some of the newer guys, yeah, have so much Yeah evolution well it's like you said like bray wyatt would just like like even though he's he's only been around for like maybe like five or six years he's like gone through so many like interesting character iterations that like you could do a ton with him so like characters like that like uh seth rollins would be a good one um uh you know finn balor like there's a lot of like really cool characters that you could just you could do this kind of thing with and that's the other thing is like you know like a lot of like theme parks will add on to rides or like improve mm-hmm. or adjust rides as like time goes on to like modernize them. And if you do yeah. like you do like these rides with with like current wrestlers, you can always go back like every couple of years and add more on to like a Finn Balor ride or onto like a, a Adam Cole ride or a Bobby Lashley ride or whatever or whatever you want to do. Like you can add mm-hmm. more on to them as time goes on. I just wonder what kind of ride the rides those would be. Because I don't know if it would. I don't know if roller coaster would best best serve them, right? Because you want it to be a little bit of like reflecting the history and the actual evolution. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting thing. Like it's almost like a, a mini documentary, mm-hmm. but you want it to be action packed. I wonder if you could like you could do it like the ride is peppered with like iconic matches that they have had over the course of their career, and like those parts are just like roller coaster right right flippings roops and stuff like that but then it like you like come down and then you you like get to like kind of like glide through like a hall of like the documentary as you're like going up for the next match and then when the match starts the bell rings and you like, drop down to another oh, part of the coaster cool yeah yeah and you can like going up the hill can be like the entrance music and like yeah. the wrestler coming out and like this is he's got a new haircut now or whatever yeah like, yeah i think that's awesome and then it yeah the drop hits when the bell rings yeah that's so cool 
And maybe some of them, like, the match starts before the bell, so, like, it actually drops before you think it's going to. And, yeah. Yeah, subverting expectations. Like, like if the character, like, got sucker punched before the match started, so he's like, yes, I, bye. <laughs> so cool. I think that would yeah, be a cool idea. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. It would, ex- it's obviously, like, it's expanding upon, like, having, like, the one ride for, like, the rest of Breach era, but I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think discussion and evolution is part of this process. Especially, yeah, people who have, who have grown and changed a lot over time. Uh, yeah, there's so many wrestlers in WWE too. It's like this park would have to be humongous, or like just in virtual reality. Like there's so many wrestlers and so many storylines, and a lot of them are pretty unique too, where they could have their own other kind of attraction. Like um, I don't know, someone like Bray Wyatt, where it could be more of like a a funhouse type thing. Like, yeah, there's so many things you could walk through as far as like storyline and. They are doing more and more of these, like, more cinematic matches, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, the AJ Styles, Undertaker. Oh, the Boneyard match, yeah. Yeah. Like, that kind that of cool. stuff. Like, I don't know. Those are just so immersive and, like, feel like a movie. Mm-hmm. Doing something with, with those would be really cool, too. Like, I don't think it would be a roller coaster, but... I don't know. Maybe this could just be a real performance. Like Yeah, they don't have to be on roller coasters. The other thing too is that like the way the nature of the beast of wrestling is that like guys are in the spotlight for you know x amount of time and then they like cycle them out and then like they come back and things like that so maybe like you have your like core rise at stay but then like you cycle the rides out like with new guys and figure out based on like ticket sales like popularity and then those are the ones that you cycle out cycle back in with other ones and popularity and kind of go from there that's awesome that could that could be something yeah yeah, especially stuff like the bumper cars. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to wheel out those four and pull out these four each month. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that idea. And it would entice people to come back multiple times a year, so you can yeah. catch all the all the all the attractions and see the new ones and come back for the old ones if you like have a mm-hmm. favorite you you want to see. So yeah, especially when like a big like there's big news of someone coming back. It's like then it's big news in yeah. the theme park too. Like okay, they're gonna add on to this guy's ride or like it's been. They haven't. They've pulled his ride since he left WWE, but now it's back, and they've added this new thing on there. I think that's really fun. Like there'd be a lot of newsworthy things in the in the fandom. It would almost be like it would almost have a similar news cycle to wrestling, mm-hmm. because like with like the dirt sheets and like the internet wrestling, like Reddit and all this stuff. It's like there's so much like okay, so and so is returning, or somebody's having this match, or blah blah blah. So it would almost follow a very similar like news trend. And I kind of like that. Like, it kind of mirrors yeah. the, the thing that it's, like, uh, inspired by, in a way. Yeah, it's, for as abstract as, as it is, or, like, a cartoony version of the real thing, it, it also is really tied in with the real thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. I, it, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, just keep it fresh, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, Disneyland will, like, you know, they add new new attractions every so often, and they, like, will change them up every so often, but, like... You go to Disneyland and you expect the same thing every time for the most part. You come mm-hmm. to WWE Land, you're gonna you're gonna get something new every time, pal. <laughs> there he is. He's <laughs> back. <laughs> you have to end every <laughs> sentence with <laughs> the famous Waluigi. Yeah, guy. Waluigi <laughs> McMahon. That's his last name. 
<laughs> Walla we do it, man. The, the secret son of <laughs> Vince McMahon. They did I have like a, it. They did have a storyline years and years ago where Vince McMahon did have an illegitimate son, and mm. like there was like a lot like. There was like a mystery surrounding it. It wound up being Hornswoggle, um, but uh, wow. yeah. But I love the idea of it being Waluigi instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I think that's a great idea. Um, I really want to indulge myself and just make a whole section of this park that's all Waluigi. Waluigi themed for no reason. It's like yeah, this WD part was great, except for the part that was weirdly about Waluigi. Why? He's like, you must not know the history. <laughs> well, Read a I have book. It on, I have it on very good authority that this upcoming WrestleMania is going to have some surprises. Wink, wink. Oh. And a certain someone might be there that no one saw coming. So gonna come, yeah. come in and win the WWE Championship <laughs> underneath uh, Lashley's nose. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> that went somewhere. Um, also, it'd be cool to just have an arena here. Like, just do the thing. Like, WWE can happen here. Like, hold shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, hold shows. And, like, those are, like, special, like... Like, they have, like, smaller shows, like, NXT shows and stuff like that. Like, more often. But then, like... Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna hold WrestleMania at the theme park this year. Buckle in! And so, like, it's, like, a huge deal. I personally also really want just, like a bunch of setups of different rings that have like foam safe safe landing areas in different spots like there was some match i forget i forget who the wrestler was but there was like a really tall ladder leaned like closed laying flat on the ropes and someone like ran up it and like yeah. flipped off it and yeah like i just wanted to do that like treat it like a diving board basically those kinds of things would be so fun to play with just like peppered around the park yeah well because i think about like like, a lot of kids will just, like, randomly, like, powerbomb each other, like, RKO each mm-hmm. other, like, on the couch or whatever. Like, imagine yeah. if you're, like, in the park with, like, your brother or something, and then, like, you see oh, a God. ring, and you're just like, I'm gonna RKO him in the ring! And then it's just, like, <laughs> you can, like, fulfill that urge and that fantasy, like, right there. <laughs> yeah, the liability is huge, but um, yeah. we're gonna get a lot of next-generation wrestlers out of this place, so. I think so, too. This is where worth it. This is where the future is uh, is coming from greatness is born here <laughs> <laughs> and they have like the, they have like the don't try this at home but try it at the theme park and yeah, that's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and once we acquire sky zone like yeah the sky's the limit you know yeah. like, we just replace the basketball things with like wrestling rings and mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome yeah i think that's like, <laughs> i think i think that's great and then you also have like the added benefit too is that like every so often like you can have the wrestlers there too Mm-hmm. Like, either in specified points or, like, they could be the mascots, like, wandering around the park and you can, like, say hi to, like, wrestlers and things like that. Like, that, I think that would be a fun thing, too. Like, we don't have, like, Mickey Mouse, but, like, hey, there's uh, there's AJ Styles. He's just hanging out. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Like, you get an autograph and it's the actual guy instead of someone with a big fake head. Yeah, or you get to, like, hang out with Daniel Bryan. That's the wrestler I want to meet. I want to meet Daniel Bryan. He seems he like seems a cool dude. He seems so cool. Yeah. He's from here. He's from Washington. Huh. Yeah. I didn't Aber- know that. Aberdeen, a little way south. It's like right near the border of uh, Washington and Oregon. What's that um, guerrilla wrestling promotion that's like a Pacific? Oh, PWG. So they have PWG, which is in Pasadena, I think, in California. 
And then up here we have Defy Wrestling, which kind of like goes between Seattle and Portland. I've I've just watched some PWG matches and they do some crazy stuff. Like it'd be so mm-hmm. fun to go to one of those like local yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. Defy. So there, Defy is um, Defy is awesome. Um, I had the opportunity. One of my friends, um, he you know in in the before times took pictures for them and was one of the ringside photographers and he's really good. But I saw a, few, a bunch of shows and I got to see like. I got to see uh, Darby Allen's last show before he went to AEW, and, and cool. yeah, I got to see Pentagon and Phoenix wrestle. Oh. Um, yeah, so that was that was really dope. Um, That's amazing. And then there's another promotion in Dayton called Rockstar Pro, um, which is which was great. I would go every week, and I would see because it was so easy to go. It was so close by. It was just fun to go with like my, my roommates and stuff. And we would go watch wrestling, and um, Fun fun story. There's a there's a tag team <laughs> there's a tag team in uh, NXT right now called MSK. These two guys named uh, Nash Carter and Wesley, and they just won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. But they started off in Rockstar Pro in Dayton, um, and uh, uh, Nash Carter used to go by Zachary Wentz, and he's a local wrestler. Um, and then he was in CZW, and him and him and Wesley, Desmond, Xavier at the time were CZW tag team champions and they were in Impact Wrestling and they were there for a while. But Zach used to date one of my friends. And wow. yeah, and so I I gave him a ride to a New Year's party one time. <laughs> that was <laughs> super so cool. weird. And so now I see this dude on TV every week and it's just kind of weird and cool. But, wow. Yeah. It is amazing too how everyone comes from pretty humble beginnings in, in wrestling and there's a lot of like... I mean, it's not a ton of, like, super uh, privileged people. You know, a lot of wrestlers were like, well, I wasn't doing good in high school, so I started (laughs) fighting people (laughs) or whatever. And it's, like, it's amazing. One of my favorite examples of that is a guy, his uh, MVP, um, Montel Vontavious Porter, who's, like, running the Hurt Business right now. And Lashley, he's, he's the manager of the stable. Lashley just won the WWE Championship and whatever. But MVP was a felon. He was in jail. And wow. yeah, and he got out and he had nothing else and he got into wrestling and he got a second chance and now he's like, he's, he's, you know, doing that and he's great, you know. How amazing. So it's like, that's the other thing too, is it's like, you know, people can talk as much crap about wrestling as they want to, but like, it is kind of like a place for second chances in a way. And oh, yeah. I, 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 I want to like be clear here is that like, I, there is, um, there's a lot of like even today still like a lot of toxic stuff that happens in in wrestling and like there was very recently last year this like speaking out movement of like wrestlers who were called out for you know sexual abuse and assault and things like that who got canceled and and it was kind of horrible but like and a bunch of a bunch of like really like popular wrestlers who had been afraid to speak out like finally did and like 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 call out a bunch of like toxic people and so like stuff like that does happen because like it like it wrestling as a business is very carny and that's how it started and that's how it like remains today to an extent and so a lot of people think they can get away with stuff that like they just can't anymore and so there is still that within wrestling to an extent but for the most part it's improved to a place where like people can go and live out their dreams and have a second chance if they felt like they were failing or they needed something to do with their lives and it's kind of a cool thing absolutely and it's not like you have to have a great voice or like a perfect face it's like i don't know yeah it takes a kind of different set of skills than a lot of other uh 
careers. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's amazing to see what people like underdogs can become through a sport like wrestling. And it's just so cool. So it's like these guys that are like super popular, like me, like myself. Like if you've if you've ever seen me, like if you if you've ever like checked out my YouTube channel or like seen me physically, like you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a broad guy. I'm not like the skinniest dude in the world. I got a belly, but like I see somebody like Kevin Owens, who's out there, one of the more popular wrestlers on the WWE roster, kicking butt every week and. Like, I was like, hey, I could be that guy. You know, I could do that. Like, it's just, it's cool. Like, it used to be this, like, wrestling, that's what I love about today's wrestling, is that wrestling used to be this, like, collection of, like, titans. Like, this unattainable, Mm. like, place. And, like, the people who were not quite that were, like, the joke characters, like, the freaks or whatever. But now, like, people, like, all, all sizes, whether you're short, whether you're tall, big, small, muscly, not, like there's a place for you in wrestling. There's somewhere, if you're good enough, you can get somewhere. And that's that's a, a really great message. So I like that a lot. Absolutely. And you can start when you're young or you can start really old. Like, mm-hmm. I'm consistently surprised by looking at people's ages as they're wrestling. I'm like, holy crap, like, this guy's older than my dad yeah. or whatever. It, like, AJ Styles is in his, like, 40s. I think he's, like, 43. It's yeah. wild. And if you take good care of yourself, like people do wrestle for for like a long time. Like people people are like hitting their primes in their thirties. Like like you could if you take care of yourself, like, you know, you can stick around for a long time. And especially like nowadays with like the way that medicine is evolving, like Edge, who had to retire years and years ago because of a neck, never thought he'd wrestle again, is now in the main event of WrestleMania, wrestling for a championship. So it's just like it is pretty cool. Yeah, if you take care of yourself and you like, you know, you trust modern medicine, like you could, you could do it for a long time and be peak, you know, be 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 a draw. Yeah, I I wonder if part of that, like, um, I don't know, it feels more approachable than a lot of other sports. Maybe just because you can, it's not advisable, but you can go reenact a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. in your backyard right right after the match is over. Um, that it feels like the fans have a huge connection to it, and it means so much to so many people. Maybe part of that is the the blurring the line between reality and fiction, where it feels more real or it's easier to relate to or something. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so cool to see the looks on fans' faces and stuff. Like that's a really meaningful thing to look up on YouTube too. Is wrestling fans' reactions, how how passionate they are, you know? Yeah, yeah. And wrestlers being cool and yeah, it's a cool fandom. It's a really interesting hobby. I definitely recommend it to people. Yeah, if I can leave any, if I can leave the listeners with anything, it's you know, if you're kind of just like wrestling, like give it a shot, you know, like if if even if you don't like, there's something out there in the world of wrestling for you if you if you go and seek it out, and that's all I'll say. Like there's there are so many styles and types um, that if you don't like one of them, you're bound to like another one. So just you know. Search it out. Give it a shot. Yeah, and representation's getting better year to year, and mm-hmm. um, it's been cool following, like, for example, Sonny Kiss's career. Yeah. Um, who, he seemed like just a gimmick at first, but it's like, he's doing his thing, and, like, yeah. people are supportive of him, and, like, it's just really cool to see him interact with his tag team partner, and, like, it's, I don't know. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, how open wrestling has become, because it feels like, it does feel like a, I don't know, bro-y sports muscle man thing but um while these are athletic performers like they can be all kinds of different people and the women's division is i think better now than ever across multiple promotions oh yeah um yeah yeah the, the world is evolving and so is wrestling
women's wrestling has also come a long way from where it used to be. Yeah, the Attitude Era was not a shining pinnacle of female athleticism, I'd say. Yeah, but. there's a lot of like great like female role models in women's wrestling now, which is awesome to see as well. Thank you so much for being on, Sam. Yeah, it's so of cool course. like to unearth, you know, another one of your passions and, and bring it on to amusement parks. It means yeah, a lot. Absolutely. I'm happy to come on again. I'll come back on anytime, man. Just gotta find a find a thing. Go for I, yeah, it. Yeah, luckily you also have a lot of passions. Like I think that's why this show like I I can do okay on this show is because like I am quite passionate about almost anything someone brings to me. I don't know a ton about it yet, but I'm gonna do some research and then yeah. I'll be like super on board. But like I feel like you're in a similar boat where it's like you could pretty much talk about a ton of different fandoms at length, like right off the top of your head. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you have going on on YouTube these days? Oh, man. I do like a bunch of stuff on YouTube, just like it's like all kinds of random stuff. I think the, my, my primary like bulk of things so far recently has been like playing games with uh, mm-hmm. with my friends Cole and Zach um, primarily on there. Um, so that's a, that's a fun thing to do. My big crusade right now is trying to convince Snapple to sponsor me. And and not even for money, just for like free peach tea, because I think Snapple peach tea is maybe the best drink on the planet. Um, so like they can just cut out the middleman and just give me peach tea and I'd be happy about that. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So like I'll do like a, I've done a series of videos where I like read Snapple facts and Google them to see like where the origin of that fact came from or if they're like making stuff up and they've been, they're pretty on point. So I, so that's, that's been a fun thing I do. Um, again, I have back during the summer, I did like a lot of like videos about social justice and those are, those are, um, if you go to my channel, that playlist is displayed in a prominent place there on my YouTube channel. So check those out if you are so inclined. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just like, it's just been this experiment to like have fun and do what I want. And it's just been a nice hobby. Like I've, I've, my, my editing skills have like improved, um, significantly because i'm doing it all the time i'm having fun you know doing videos by myself with my friends um i just did like a uh uh, my girlfriend did my makeup video which is which is uh which is fun so like there's a bunch of stuff on there for you to check out so if you want to check that out um you can go to youtube.com slash sam versus sam that's uh s-a-m-v-e-r-s-u-s-s-a-m that is also my uh handle on twitter if you so are inclined if you want to follow Amusement Sparks on social media, it's at Amusement Sparks. Pretty straightforward. Um, we do have a store now. Uh, there's links on our social media to it. Each quarter, like every three months, I'm switching which nonprofit the proceeds go to. Right now, it's just straight up Black Lives Matter, um, but it's changing again at the end of mm, May. It'll switch. So June 1st, it'll be something new, um, but that's exciting. And I'm hoping to introduce a new design every third month, too. So. Check that out if you want to. Uh, thanks for listening, and have yourself a good one. Have a wrestle-tastic day, everybody. <laughs> that was an ad lib. I'll, I'll uh, admit. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> right, I like ending on a bad note. Yeah.